Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, conference flow. Sit back and relax, and let's get started. So I just got done spending the last few days at the largest conference in our industry. I'm sure you've got similar events that happen in your industry where it's where everyone goes, all of the vendors are there, all of the uh, customers and the accounts and all the people, like everybody's there in one place for three days of kind of madness, right? It's one of these things where there seems to be this very high level uh, of, of an energy of scarcity, Scarcity of time, scarcity of resources, scarcity of energy, because everyone is trying to get everyone else's attention, especially the vendors and the other competitors there that are seeking the business of the attendees at the conference, right? You know what I'm talking about. And this used to, but it's a great opportunity, right? Because this is where so many of your potential clients And many of your clients might be there and it's a great opportunity to get that person-to-person interaction and connection. There is certainly value in the ability to look somebody in the eyes and shake their hand in terms of creating a connection that can pay off later. But of course, everyone else is, all the other people, all the other salespeople are trying to do the same thing. And so what it does is it creates this almost kind of desperate feel, especially in the, in the trade show room, right? In the, in the event room where, where all of the booths are set up and everybody's trying to get everybody's attention as they walk through. And the way I used to play this game at conferences is that I would get, get very good into maximum hustler mode, right? Where you're literally going through the conference, trying to chase the target accounts down. You're sitting at every single table trying to see everyone's name tag just to see if they might be a prospect and if I could talk to them and you know, p- perhaps find an opportunity. And it creates this, um, it creates this energy of, of, of need and an, ener- an, an energy of scarcity where you're trying to get something from the people that are there, right? You're trying to get pipeline opportunities. You're trying to get new connections. You're trying to get new networking that could pay off, right? We've all been there. And I, I used to play that game at a very high level. And that's what I would do from the, like the, the morning breakfast all the way through the party at night be just on the whole time and it's totally exhausting, but in the last couple of years, I've started playing these conferences differently. One of my mentors and one of the people that I, I really look up to is Oren Claff, the author of Pitch Anything. And one of the things he talks about is the, the need to eliminate any trace, any trace of need or desperation out of your energy. 
And so much of the time at these trade shows, that's like that these big events, right? That's what you're bringing is a little bit of desperation because there's only three days and there's so many people and how do we get in touch with them and how do we find them? How do we connect with them? What if they talk to the competitor? All this kind of stuff, right? Is this energy of desperation. Oren talks about if you have any, if you have an, any energy on, of desperation on you, you're dead. Truth is, anybody can smell that energy of desperation on you right? We've all been that. We've either been that boyfriend or girlfriend, or we've had that boyfriend or girlfriend that were desperate. Most of my young, my, my youthful romantic relationships, I was mostly the desperate guy, just desperate for that romantic connection and just willing to do anything. Shakespearean, tragic romance all the time, every day, every day. That was me. And a lot of times that's the way salespeople get too. But you've got to eliminate that because you know what? That's not attractive. That type of energy actually causes the other party to run from you. It's a repelling energy. The energy of desperation or need or want or scarcity is a repulsive force. Whether people are aware or unaware of of that thing. So I've shifted, I flipped the script on this the last few years where I bring none of that into the energy of the conference for me. I don't try to show up a full day early to try to make sure that I make the connections. I don't try to be at every single table. What I do is I focus on bringing the best possible version of myself into the conference. And what does that look like this last week? It looked like getting up at 5 a.m., getting a really tough workout in, getting my prayers and my spiritual uh, space prepared alongside my workout in the morning with meditation, connecting with my family, my daughters, my wife before the conference, and making sure that energetically when I walked into that environment, when I came into the conference room, into the trade show area, into the table at lunch, that I was bringing an energy of power and fulfillment and gratitude and love and, and joy, really, as I think about it, as joy into being there. And seeing every person out there is not a prospect, but as a person, not a prospect, but a person that's just there with their own fears and hopes and challenges. And so my energy was not one of desperation, but one of gratitude. And here's what happened. Here's the flow that happened. And this is beautiful. Because there's the, even when I know this intellectually, and I'm like, this is my intention. This is the way I'm going to do this. I still felt that desire to go back to hustler mode and run around the damn place trying to find people. I was like, nope, just flow. My good friend, uh, good friend down in uh, Houston, Mark McInerney. You can look him up, Texas Warrior. Uh, he's he's my man for flow, and 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 I was thinking about him on some of this. How this rep, how this portrayed itself was the following: two instances. There's these, as I'm sure you're aware, there's these big lunches, right? During the middle of these conferences at the 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock lunch where they have a keynote speaker come in and everybody's, there's like eight people per table, these big round tables. And there's 1900 people in this giant conference, like hall with the big stage and all that. 
And I came in towards the back end of the seating time. And so almost all the tables are filled. And I had, there was an usher that signaled and they took me way over to the far right side, way up at the front, found me a table, sat me down and there was like one seat left. And there were five or six people around the table. Started talking to them, introduced myself, started having lunch. Long story short, the gentleman that was across the table from me was the chief strategy officer of a major client that we had just closed. I had never met this executive, although ultimately he's the one that approved the deal at a major academic organization. It was incredible. Like I had worked with this man but he, we did not know each other. I had worked with the executives underneath him, but he's ultimately the one that put the stamp on my deal three weeks ago. And there he is sitting across the table. I didn't know he was going to be at the conference. He wasn't on the, on the attendee list. He was a last minute guy. But there I am sitting directly across from him and I have a great opportunity to speak to him, introduce myself. We, speak, we spend 30, 40 minutes talking, connecting, and it was fantastic. It was just not coincidental, but providential. It was just flow. Fast forward to the next day, I say, well, that worked yesterday. I'm going to try it again. I waited until almost all the tables were, tables were filled. And then I went to the usher again. She sent me at another table, one seat left. <clears throat> and I was sat down and across the table were three women from another organization that I just gave a proposal to two weeks ago. I hadn't met them in person, only over the phone. I actually didn't know that one of them, one of the most important executives, had not also been on the guest list for the, uh, for the conference. I didn't know she was going to be there. And there she was literally sitting across from me. And she recognized me before I recognized her. Again, great conversation, connection, couldn't have been planned more perfectly. It was just flow. The same thing happened at the party that night. The same thing happened at the party the previous night. And it was, I wasn't even trying. It was one of the best conferences like this I've had. I wasn't trying. I was just there. But it all went back to what I did in the morning and my intention of what the energy I was going to bring. I was not going to chase anyone. I was going to seek to attract and attract from what? From a place of gratitude and power that I generated in myself first thing in the morning each day. Just flow. Look, as a competitive person, I know that so much of the time I try really hard. And I know there's probably many cases where you are trying really hard. But have you considered that perhaps the way that to try the hardest is to quit trying? How about that? So where's one place in your life right now where you're trying really hard? There's something that's coming up from you. Some place right now you are grinding and you are smashing your head against the wall. Could it be in your body and you're not getting the results you want? Could it be in seeking a connection with God? Could it be in your marriage or with other relationships you have? Or perhaps it's just with your quota, your targets, sales opportunities, clients, colleagues. There's some place you're trying really hard and it's just not working. And what might change if you just quit trying and you were just there and you focused on just bringing the best version of yourself into that space, the end, didn't do anything else, and then just stayed open to what happened. 
you might find yourself sitting across the table from your ideal prospect. Not because it was planned, but because it was preordained. And you were open enough to see it. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much for listening. More to come.